in a time right now which makes demands on all of us, we're in a war. Certainly those in our Tzainak Dosha and Eretz Yisrael, and even those in the United States, England, everywhere else. Wars are demanding. They have their glorious high moments, but they ask a lot to say the least, as we all see, as all we all know. I'd like to discuss some elements and lessons of this idea of being in a war and being a soldier. At the outset, I want to share a, a lighter thought, parenthetical comment, different comment, which is just not worth uh, giving up. Actually, in the name of my dear Mechudin, Dr. David Blass, one that wonders sometimes, you know, how's it going to be? The Mashiach's going to come, like, everything's going to change. All of our habits, our ways, our ways of thinking, the worldview. It makes the whole Mashiach thing seem so far away from us, unreasonable. So he commented trenchantly that we see over the last two and a half weeks, in a nice way, I mean, since the Begrum, how that can happen. Suddenly, the country that can't agree on anything, in the most vitriolic, vicious ways, is working together hand in hand, focused on a shared goal, a vision. Really, if you think deeper on a worldview, or Hashem just about to everybody in Israel, it's obvious to. Always see so much of the world is mixed up. Just like that. And all that old stuff fades into the background. That's right, Hashem, the same thing is going to happen when Mashiach comes from Hebrew and Okay, back to our schmooze. I think you agree that was worth sharing, though, huh? What a thought. Someone sees my mechut and tell me, said that. I want to share, so I want to share four aspects of being a good soldier and being a good Jewish soldier. Really, each one is worth a whole schmooze, a whole talk on its own. I want to share a tremendous insight from my Rebbe Ruben Leichter, Kitarko. The first thing we need to know is how a good soldier fights. So if Leichter writes like this, to be a good soldier, we need to fight like one. We need to approach our role in this war like a soldier in battle, with absolute focus on the present operation. The importance of a solid plan in battle is immeasurable, but only a handful of top generals make the plans. An ordinary soldier simply fulfills his orders. To conquer this hill, to tend to this wounded, or even to prepare breakfast. He doesn't need to know everything that will come together on a large scale. He doesn't see. He doesn't know. He deals with that's what's placed before him. That's his job. He sees and knows nothing but what he has to do at this moment. This allows him to focus with 100% without distraction on his present task, without confusion and distraction. In our vote as Hashem, we're accustomed to taking a broad intellectual approach. We contemplate how each mitzvah fits into a bigger whole, a greater scheme. We want every action to be part of a mahalach. In of itself, this desire is wonderful. But there's another aspect of Vodas Hashem, another aspect of being part of the battle. 
And there's another aspect of Odas Hashem, which is a little further from us. We can also serve Hashem as soldiers, focusing on the task at hand without seeing the big picture. You sit down to learn his for Klai Yisrael. The learning doesn't have to be part of an ambitious plan to finish a Masechta or even a Sugya. You have to learn now, period. When you're saying to Hillim, just focus on the Pusik, you're saying now. When you daven Shmona say, just concentrate on the Baruch, you're saying now. Right now I'm learning this line of Gemara for the sake of Klai When we do that, we approach our immediate responsibility with the earnestness of a soldier in combat. Every time we push on a relevant thought while davening, or resist the temptation to discuss the news with our chavrusa, we're like a soldier battling an enemy. That's the mandate of us right now. Not be chizukim, lofty goals, don't run out to do something remarkable, like finish shots in a year. When we think of being a soldier, we think we need to do something grandiose. That's a dangerous misconception, writes the Rabbi. If every soldier seeks to be a hero who captures headlines, the army is doomed. Every soldier has to fill his task as insignificant or inglorious as it might seem. Some soldiers just take care of the equipment or prepare the food, but their contribution is crucial nonetheless. A soldier doesn't know the intricacies of the general's plans. All he knows is what he has to do at this moment. But he has to believe that what he's doing now is an important contribution to the plan's success. It's hard for us to see how one bracha, pasuk, a line of a gemara, could win the war. But Hashem is an experienced general. And those are his orders for us now. Tremendous. I want to add a little bit to this, give it some context to Leifter's amazing thinking. The ability sometimes to just not see the big picture and just focus on the task at hand to be a simple soldier preparing the breakfast, loading the missile, shooting the gun. As Rav Abiner writes, just be a cog in the big war machine. It's so foreign to us, to a large extent, because of our Western tendencies. Everybody's a leader. Every vote counts. Everyone has a right to their opinion. Everybody is right. There's always two sides to every issue. There are many good aspects to that thinking. And it's certainly brought mankind forward in many ways. But, but we've lost a lot as Jews, as society, as a world, over an overindulgence. I would say even an Avodah Zara, making an Avodah Zara, an idol worship out of that thinking. If we go off the battlefield for a second, I think a lot of the power of Hasidic communities is in that. They're soldiers of a rabbi. They relatively easily form low-priced communities, at least in Israel through that. They stick together. They have a social structure. They have community. Because they're just one of the guys. Chabad is one of the most outstanding examples of that in their own way. There's even a book about the Rebbe, Shluchim called The Rebbe's Army. That a general, they know, what they're, they're, they know what their marching orders are. Years later. I'm not giving up my Litvish independence just yet, but there's a lot to be learned from our Hasidic brothers. So the advice of Leichter is make sure you're focusing, we're focusing at the task at hand. 
and realize you can't know the whole picture. And I would add, take some time. He's getting a drucha for the right now, but I think it's such an important idea that we expanded for reflection of how much you could reach more greatness generally by sometimes just being a soldier, following orders and focusing, and not having to be a leader, and not have to have your opinion expressed sometimes, and just do what you know is right, put your head down. Okay, that was the first idea. We said we are going to share four. second idea is a simple one, and it's a natural outgrowth out of the last idea. No matter what we're doing, no matter what you're doing, whether it's loading the missiles, making the breakfast, revising the battle plans, saying the tailing, and all the more so in actual combat, a good soldier has to stay calm and avoid panic. It's obvious. And there's a lot to be anxious about in war times. And truth be told, there's a lot to be anxious about in the world in general today. In Israel, there's been a reality since I don't know when. I think in a lot of ways it's better. Israel's so used to it. In the United States, I think 9-11 was a major Rubicon in, in a sense. But the world doesn't feel as safe as it used to be. It's a very sad reality, especially for children today. You have to know that. As parents and future parents, kids grow with a tremendous amount of anxiety. But anxiety hurts us in so many ways. The more anxious you are, the more anxious your children will be. Anxiety is something you can feel. I feel sometimes anxious when I deal with anxious people. It makes me anxious. I can, it's, it's the sense. I get it. There, Perhaps my anxiety goes to others also. And the more anxious you are in the war sense, the more you can't focus at the task at hand. And do your important job, as Rav Leifler told us. Being the cog in that wheel, as Rav Avinir shared. Your hands are shaking. You can't load the gun. You can't focus on the tehillim, which can help you get to a place where you don't need to be anxious anymore. So what do we do? This really needs, again, a whole schmooze on its own. But I want to share two quick ideas about dealing with that anxiety, about dealing with that anxiety which pushes off from focus. One is just that. Just stay focused. Stay on the task at hand. Don't go anywhere else. I pity the people. With HD, I don't know if that's the current technology. I apologize if I'm behind the times. Maybe it's CF. But I, I pity the people with these humongous HD TVs and lots of time on their hands. We have to know every angle. Every machlokas between Fox and CNN and BBC and this one and that one and the other one. Baruch Hashem, we have a tachlis in a war and without a war, we have very, very good things to do. If you're in yeshiva, if you're out of yeshiva, if you're making parnasa for your families, you have good things to do. Saying Tehillim, doing Dafyomi, making Kalabakes. Whoever we are, whatever we are, Jews' time is filled with great things. Put your head down. Take advantage of the fact that you have things, good things to be active with, which can break you away from that. You might need your anxious time, but at least the more you have focused time, the more you have productive time, the more you have busy time with good things, you're not anxious. And then you greatly reduce the amount of the struggle time. That's the first idea. The second one is a good friend. To anyone who has it, be talking. Trust in Hashem. He's in control. 
We don't always feel it. We certainly don't know, always emotionally experience it, but he is. There are wonderful shiurim and books to strengthen the moon and take advantage of them. Our organization has a series of shiurim going on right now every day at 5 p.m. Fellows are busy during this month. You can download them on this topic daily. just want to give one word, but that's the point. Make a, make a topic. If you need a chizik and a moon, be mechazik it. Excellent. And there are easy ways to do it. There's living in Muna, to live in Muna, to this in Muna, to that in Muna, Muna Shaduchim, Muna Mawar, Muna. Hey, write a book right now, Muna Mawar. There's so many beautiful shirm, excellent, excellent Rabbanim and Rabbanios that speak about these things. It's a topic. And then you realize someone's driving the car, the bus is not out of control. Nothing to be worried about, nothing to be concerned about. Just one word of Chizik and Muna right now. I'd like to share. Chazal called Klal Yisrael Kipsa Achas Ben Shivim Zeivim. It's a Gemara. What does that mean? One sheep between seventy wolves. A sweet little sheep that only wants to live and let live. Besides, when we don't want to. But generally, we want to just live and let live. And we have seventy wolves around us. A little Shepsel and all those bad guys. Can you picture that in your mind? Isn't that a common picture? One little wolf, 70, 70, one little sheep, excuse me, thank you. One little sheep, 70 wolves. Scary, huh? That's a scary picture. What chances one sheep have among 70 wolves? But the truth is, it is common. You know why? Because that wasn't written today, that was written thousands of years ago. And it was true thousands of years before that. Because that little Shepsel is still standing. And so many... But of those baddies have gone down, that little sheep is still standing, and so many of those baddies have gone down in the trash pile of history. His story. We will make it out of this. This is small stuff compared to all the things we've faced. We have a friend in the highest of places. Yedid Nefesh Avarachamon. Hartzigachavar. A merciful father. He has our back. We just have to remember, not get stuck. We don't get stuck in the right now that you can remember it. And look at it. Look at our history. Look where we are. We're still standing. So we gotta beat that. We gotta beat our anxiety. We have to stay focused and calm, do our tasks. Our third lesson. Together with all we've shared from a life there about focusing on our task, that is very true at Shasmaisa. You also need to know the value of your job. Even if it isn't sometimes obvious. And good generals and good commanders make sure their people realize how they're important. And really good generals make their people feel they're the most important ones. You are, this battalion is the one. You're the unit that. And it's all true. So you have to know how your role is special and important. Please follow me with a little imagery for a second. Okay? You know, Jim Bob, this is really short, really tiny intelligence analyzer. We're going to call him Jim Bob. Is that his name? I don't know. But he's there. You want to call him Shmulik? You want to call him Bar? Now, we think it's like this. You get a call from the Hummus store operator in Gaza City... He tells you something's going on. You grab a bunch of grenades, your M16, and you're on your way. Doesn't work like that. 
These teams are analyzing thousands and thousands of pieces of information to know what's a real threat and what's not. What's a little... What's a little? What's a little kid in Gaza, you know, dream about the day one that he'll be part of Nukba, and what's a real threat? And from what I've read, and it's intuitively understandable, a lot of intelligent work is very, very, very tedious and boring. Now, our little diminutive hero has an unbelievable knack for fast and accurate reading of the intelligence. And they're reading so much, the faster you can read it. I'm sure they use a lot of AI today. But the faster you can get it, the better you are. And he, little Jim Bob, hands over the information and literally saves tens and hundreds of lives. But one day he's sitting himself. He says, you know what? X and Y guys are doing something so much more important than me. I'm sitting in the air conditioning and they're lying in a trench somewhere. So he grabs himself an M16, which is bigger than him, that he hardly knows how to shoot, if at all, and he leaves his post. Right then! Very important intel comes in. But there's nobody there to analyze it. We could say the same story about a drone operator. A pilot can have feelings like that. Pilots are in generally pretty safe places. At least in the laws of warfare as they are in Israel today, you can't hear boo. Or even a logistics general. I read a book by a logistics general one time. He's a logistics general. He's thinking about how much how much ammunition over here, how much food over there. That's what he spends all time, all day. They have their post and they're doing their job and making a contribution, and that's part of being a soldier. Now, if Jim Bob says, "I'm so lucky to be making my contribution in air conditioning," while my brothers in arms are in a soggy foxhole somewhere. So I'm going to work even harder because of that. That's a good thought. That's an elevated thought. That's an emissive thought. But man, don't leave your post. You need to write where you are. For many in our world, their posts are in the shuls with their tehillims. And of course in the base medrash. Labeling, laboring with as much toil and us over their gemars as possible. That is where Hashem, the great commander has placed them. And that is a tremendously important post. Our feet were standing in your gates, Jerusalem. It's not Kabbalah. This is Marcus. You want to try to make us try to make a scene? Where do you turn to? Marcus. Tainus. Okay. Talmud, maybe. Right. Now Marcus. Who helped us stand in Muhammad Shari Yushalayim, the gates of Jerusalem? Show Oskim Torah. You don't want to make a CM Amakas? Try Megillah. He shoo out a discussion that he was battling while he was battling for Eretz Yisrael. And he had missed on the daily Korban the day before, and he wasn't learning enough. Amalo, so Malach came. Emish Batal to Tamit Shel Shachar Ben Arbaim. Vachshab, Tamit Shel Ben Arbaim. Yesterday you didn't bring the Tamit. What's going on, Yeshua? Vachshab, he told him Tamit Torah. And now you're not learning enough. What is going on, Yeshua? Great commander. Amrlo, Alizim and Bata. Wait, wait, wait. One by one. What are you coming for now, Mr. Malach? Right? What's my problem right now? Amrlo, Atabati. I came for the last of era. You're not learning. This is while he was in the battle. Amrlo, Miyad. The Pasuk says, Viyolan Yeshua, Belilahu, Batoka, Emek. And Joshua slept in the middle of the valley. Kalzal say, Amr Biochan, Milamit Shalom, Ba'onka Shal Halacha. There! He was Lomba Onka Shal Halacha. He got into the 
deepest sugyas. Now, we can't even imagine what it looks like when your shoe is long bonkish halalacha. We see here, my friends, and in many, many other sources, the importance of Talmud Torah during these times. And its role in the quest for victory! And I want to emphasize something here. Please allow me. It's not a time for finger-pointing, but it is a time to learn lessons. October 7th was on an individual chayal by chayal, squad by squad level, maybe the greatest day in Israel's army's history. Caught off guard, there were thousands and thousands of outstanding, mind-boggling acts of heroism. It makes you so proud and fills your heart with love and appreciation. And what, are, what shudders to think? Shudders to think what the derechatev, what the picture would have been without each and every one of those acts. I don't go into it. Where will we be without those gibor, without those heroes? Allow me to share a few. Aner Shapira, a boy from Yushalayim, in a very high unit, who was off, off duty at the party. In the midst of it all, he found himself in one of those protective bunkers with 20 or 30. Other people. He placed himself in the entrance, in the front. And the Korach, he said to the people behind him, the grains are going to come in, I'm going to throw them out. If I miss them, you throw them out. And he was once Leo six or seven times. Until it was too late. He's finally wondered, why did he have to be the one? Why did Adneros have to be the one? Until his grandfather understood his grandson. And he said, a weak person can't be a hero, and a hero can't be weak. Guy simply told his friends to hide in a room as he, I believe, unarmed or definitely unlightly unarmed and one other friend would protect him. And some of his friends are alive to tell a tale. He held back the attackers with another hand, friend, until he fell. And then his father, Daddy, a retired general, I believe, got up right after Shiva, or even in the middle, to report to duty. There's a moving picture with Daddy standing in greens behind his... The black and white Modad Evil of his son, the sign about his son's death. Many jumped on grenades to save their bodies. Jumped on the grenade to save their bodies. We could go on and on. Thousands. Women. Men. Young. Old. In the service. Out of the service. And that was on an individual level. But in the big picture, there was obviously a breakdown on the grandest level. Do you know there was for over a year and a half a Hamas observatory tower very close to the border in plain eyesight next to Nativa Sarah? I wouldn't believe it, and I wouldn't say such a thing if I hadn't seen it. There is a then and now interview of citizens complaining about it. You can hear them talking a year and a half ago, you can hear their comments today. And the person who wrote about international terrorism 30 years ago and is always warning about the existential threat of Iran totally missed and worse, the threat at his front door. Why do I share this? Not for the politics. I don't consider this politics. But not for that aspect. But because it's a time to feel. The only one we really have to count on in this world is the bonus home, like Chazal say. Like the Gemara tells us in Sota, Memtes, that's what's going to be. Besof And we have to be part of his battle. And how he taught us to fight. And what he shares brings victory. 
Don't make it be your own ideas. Where'd you get them from? Where? Of course. Part is the actual battlefield, obviously. Tanakh is full of that. There are halachas, there are dinim. But the one we have to truly rely on showed us through his wise men what our role is. Where else we need to fight? And how important Bati Midras and Bati Kness and Tilim are. Remember that. Now is not a time to weaken that. Now is a time, like maybe no other time in modern Israel history, to realize how much that's the truth. Everyone should know this. Finally, our fourth lesson. It may be the most important. A soldier needs to know what he's fighting for. Of course, Am Yisrael. Of course, Eretz Yisrael. Let's see how the great, great Rambam said it, though. And really, the whole Shuz could just be sharing this Rambam. And this is not a Rambam to read or say over Shuz. This is a Rambam to study Be'un. But let's start. The weak-hearted person referred to in the Tanakh, He doesn't have the strength to stand in war. For the person who does go to war, listen to this, into the flow of battle, rely on the hope of of Israel, Umoshio, and the one who saves them. Beit Sarah, the Yeda, and he has to know, Shal Yichud Hashem Huosem Milchama, on the oneness of God, that's who he's making battle. Viyasim Nafsho Vikapo, and he puts himself in his hands. Velo Yira, Velo Yifachid, and he shouldn't be fearful. Velo Yachsho, don't think about anything. Lo Beishto, Velo Bebonov, don't think about your wife and kids, what's going to be, what's going to happen. Listen to this. Yimcha zechronim milibo. Wipe out thinking about them. V'yifnem v'yikom madavar milchama. Focus on the battle. V'chol hamarche lachshov laharpe milchama. Anybody who starts thinking umavalatzmo and confuses himself over below tasei. I'll skip the pasuk. He's over on a lav. V'lo el she called him yisrael tuli b'tzvaro. The dam, the blood of the whole Jewish people is dependent on him. V'imlonita. If he doesn't win. She doesn't put everything he has into the battle. It's as if he, he's responsible for the spilt blood. Anybody who does battle. Without fear. Nezek will tagiura, no bad will befall him. Bivlo bias, he'll build a house. Nachum Yisrael, biyiskelo banav olam biyiska l'chay olam haba. This is about Yichud Hashem. This is about the oneness of God. This is about Kiddush Hashem. This is about sanctifying His great name. This is about the force of good against evil. This is speaking to our war right now. And this is essential for us when the world's in so much choshech and we let it seep into our heads and you get affected by the picture. Sheker, cause of evil. Friends, tell me they realize we here in the base mission and around the world, on the battlefield, in the air and the sea, on the TV channels, on TikTok, 
are fighting for God's great name. Don't be lazy and don't be distracted. Now is our hour to fight for God and the Jewish people. Now is the time to firmly align yourself with the force of good and not get distracted. Friends, let's win.